You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up, guys? David Harrison here. As James said in yesterday's episode, uh, today we've got a really cool interview for you with Rocky Sin, defensive back from Temple, one of the, the draft prospects who's been targeted to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Without further ado, we're going to get straight into it, so I hope you enjoy uh, this conversation that I was able to have with Rock. All right, guys, I'm joined now by Rocky Sin, defensive back out of Temple. Rock, how you doing tonight? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, brother. I appreciate you joining me. For I mean, those those of you who aren't aren't familiar with the process, I literally called Rock's agent today, and then here you are. I mean, not even a 12-hour turnaround, so I really appreciate you uh, making the time out of your busy schedule. I hear you're heading out of town tomorrow? Yes, sir. I really appreciate you having me uh, on such short notice, but um, it's really a, a great opportunity to have my voice heard or whatever. But yeah, I am. I am headed out of town tomorrow. Back to Atlanta for a few days. Okay, okay. Atlanta Bucks fans are not going to be happy to hear that you're heading to Atlanta, <laughs> but I'm sure they can they can give you a pass on that, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, so for our listeners, I mean, our listeners tend to be pretty draft savvy as, as far as fans are concerned. But for those of, of them that who don't necessarily know your background and, and who you are as an individual, you have not had a straight line from leaving high school to the NFL draft. So, kind of ex- explain to everybody a little bit of of your path on how you got here from leaving high school and the college football and then to Temple and and to where we are now. Okay, so um, I only played football in high school as a junior and a senior, so I was uh, somewhat under-recruited um, out of high school. I think I had three offers. I ended up signing with Presbyterian College. It's a FCS school in Clinton, South Carolina. It's actually the smallest FCS school in the country. They have like 900 kids. So I went there, uh, played there for three years. I started I played, I played. started two games as a freshman, and I started my entire sophomore year, my entire junior year. Um, after my junior year, the athletic director came in and announced that um, the school was going to a non-scholarship conference. So that so they weren't offering any new scholarships, but the players on scholarship already would keep their scholarships. But he also told us that the NCAA would clear us to be able to transfer without penalty. So we would be able to play immediately at whatever institution or whatever school we ended up transferring to. So um, I went and met with my coaches. Um, we kind of decided it was best for me to transfer. So they made a highlight tape for me, and they sent it to uh, Temple. Coach Jeff Collins, um, he offered me a scholarship, and the rest is history. It's 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 really cool to hear that, that those coaches there would, would go ahead and take care of you like that. Uh, I know that's kind of what coaches are supposed to do, right, take care of their players, but we all know that sometimes in this business that's not always the case. It was a testament to them. I mean, they I, I, like, when I look back on it, it's like you help your one of your best players leave, and like that that's tough, so. I really respect them for it. I love them for it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it definitely worked out for you, right? I mean, you only got to play one year at Temple, uh, but obviously you made quite an impression when you first got there because you earned a single-digit number. Now, again, uh, I know just from researching and from from hearing about it, honestly, from you uh, or people connected to you, but some of our listeners may not really understand what that really means. So explain to them how you earned a single number. What re- what does that really mean at Temple and uh, how you felt receiving that honor from your teammates? Well, I mean, to get a single digit at Temple, I mean, it's all about toughness, accountability, you know, work ethic. Uh, talent is a factor, but it's more about how much, how accountable you are, how hard you work, your attention to detail, you know. You're so, there's only nine of nine single digits, so it's like, you know, you got a roster of 130 players, and there's only nine guys that are the nine toughest guys, the nine, you know, most accountable, the best leaders on the team. But um, I came in in January of last year, um, came in, went to workouts, attacked it, uh, attacked the weight room, 
really like assimilate myself to the culture. Temple has like, a great culture built upon toughness and work ethic and accountability and those things. So I came in and assimilated myself to that culture and earned the respect of my teammates and my coaches. And they ended up voting, me, voting for me to get a single digit. And it was just an honor to me because I know, you know, God's coming to Temple and they dream of having a single digit for, and they come in and be there for three or four years and don't get a single digit. You know, it's like, it's, it's such a great honor. My, my teammates and my coaches voted me to have it, so it was a blessing. That speaks very highly of you as well. Because, I mean, when you, when you talk about scouting reports and, and the, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players these these NFL staffs are putting together reports for and pitching to their general manager and making draft decisions on, uh, something as simple as that is being awarded a, a single-digit number shows just how, how much effort you're going to put into your craft and how much attention to detail. Like you said, football IQ really is what it kind of boils down to in effort and I, I don't know a single NFL staff that wouldn't love uh, to have a guy like that on the roster, right? Yes, sir, definitely. I mean, I feel like that's what, that's what football is all about, you know. How how bad do you really want it? How far are you willing to go to get what you want out of this game? I mean, and, and when you have a group of guys, when you have a guy and a group of guys that do that, that's how you you get wins on, on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, most most definitely. Now, you didn't play in Temple's uh, bowl game. Was that due to an injury or was that more of a business decision? No, it was. A, I had a sinus infection. Um, I, we can't. We started out bowl practice kind of late because of the coaching changes or whatever. But when we finally did get out there for bowl practice, I had a real bad sinus infection, and the the, the so I went. I started trying to practice, and I was coughing up blood and throwing up and everything. Mm-hmm. So the team doctor wouldn't let me practice, and then we got to the day, like the day or two days before the game. I tried to practice again just to try to go, and the doctors wouldn't let me go. So. I ended up sitting out the bowl game. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry to hear that that uh, that, that happened. Yeah, it really sucked. I wanted to you know finish off the season right, finish off my college career the right way with my teammates, and I wasn't able to. But I mean, everything happens for a reason. So, so moving into your uh, your draft preparation, were you working out with a specific gym or trainer prior to the combine? Yes, sir. I, I was training out there in in, in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, at a facility called Exos. It's a pretty uh, famous, popular facility. Got great coaches. Coach Nicholas Hill. He was like our speed coach and coach, uh, coach Barlow, John Barlow. He was a strength coach and they really did a good job of preparing us for the combine and for the senior bowl and just really helping us be better overall athletes, all of our athletes. I mean, they help us get faster, stronger. You know, just the physical capabilities of being a football player, what we need. You went to the Senior Bowl in Mobile, and I mean, to say you balled out might be an understatement. You, you really impressed a lot of people there, and I kind of feel like that's where even the most casual draft observer out there who just kind of looks for the highlights and the, and the headlines really started to learn what your who, you, who your name was and, and who you were going to be coming into the draft. What was it like to be able to participate in the Senior Bowl and be under NFL coaching? It was really like a dream come true. Just being there, like just I, we, I mean, we came in like on a Sunday, and just realizing that I was at the Senior Bowl in the hotel with the players and the coaches. It was just like it was a blessing. It was a, it was a dream come true, honestly. And then to have the opportunity to compete against the best college players in the country, another blessing. I mean, like any true competitor, that's what that's what we love. I mean, that's what we live for, kind of just going out and competing against the best guys. You say you're the best, well, let me, I got to see you. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. And then the coaching, it was amazing. I mean, getting around Coach uh, Daniel Bullock, the DB coach from the uh, the San Francisco 49ers, having him coach us up all week and, and special teams coaches and the offensive coaches and, and the head coach. I mean, it was just a, 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 an amazing opportunity, honestly. And to go out and compete, compete against the best, I mean, like I said, it was just, 
it was, an, it, was, it was an amazing opportunity. Yeah, and one you definitely made the most of. Um, another opportunity, obviously, you got to take take advantage of was the combine. What was the combine experience like for you uh, while you were in Indianapolis? I feel like it was everything you dreamed about and more. I mean, um, the opportunity to be around the NFL coaches and NFL uh, front office uh, personnel. I knew it was an amazing opportunity being interviewed by those play by those coaches and and, and those front office individuals. I mean, and then you know it, it, it was just come true, honestly. But then on the other side of it, you know, the five o'clock early morning for the drug test and the late nights with the interviews, it was everything you dreamed of plus more. It was an amazing opportunity. And I, 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 was, I was blessed to be able to have the opportunity, but it was really like, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a lot more going on behind the scenes than what you see on TV. Oh yeah. Most, most, most definitely. I kind of, uh, I kind of, I kind of felt bad for you guys a little bit, but I know obviously it's something you want and something you're, you're striving for. So it's, kind of it's kind of weird to feel bad for you but i just it was it was uh it was definitely eye-opening let's 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 put it to you let's put it that way <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so once the combine is done you have kind of a second right really to kind of exhale a little bit but then april is right around the corner what teams have you have really stood out during this process as far as that you feel like are really truly interested uh, in what you have uh to bring to the nfl field honestly it's, it's, it's really hard to say i mean i feel like uh the teams that i've talked to have all shown basically an equal amount of interest. I mean, it's really hard to tell who who really likes you, and it's, it's just really hard to tell for me, honestly. And I, I kind of the kind of person that won't get my hopes up for anything. Like, it, I, I take everything as it is. Like, it's it's not it's not as it is until it is. You know, like it hasn't happened until it's happened. So I can't really. I, I don't really know, honestly, who really who really likes me right now. And how much have you talked with the Buccaneers so far? I've met with the Buccaneers at the combine. Uh, it was it was really a, a great meeting, and I, and I remember first coming in. Uh, the first question I was I was asked was, "Do you know how many Temple guys are in the room?" And I said <laughs> three, and I was wrong. It was four Temple guys in the room. <laughs> but I, but it was it was it was like it was a great meeting. It went really well. Um, the Buccaneers had representatives here at Pro Day for us. Um, I chatted up with them a little bit. Uh, I feel like it. I mean, everything went well to Bucks. Awesome. Yeah. And you talk about the pro day. How do you, how do you feel coming out of your pro day? How do you, how do you feel about everything that you've been able to, to put on, on record? I feel like, um, I, I went to, at the combine, my shuttle times weren't, weren't where, where they should have been or where I expected them to be. So I ran my shuttle times again. I ran my, my, my uh, 20 yard shuttle and my three cone. I improved those times, went from a seven, three in the three cone to a six, nine and went from a four, three in the 20 yard shuttle to a four, one. So I improved those tremendously. And then in DB drills, I think I really balled out in, in DB drills. So I think I put a lot of good things on tape and on record. Awesome, awesome. So let's do a little bit of self-scouting, right? Self-awareness is, is always one of the most important factors of being successful in the future. Let's start with the positive. What does Rockison bring to an NFL franchise, to a secondary, even to a locker room? Uh, just a guy that could come in and work hard every day. A, go, a, a guy that's a, that's a true competitor. I mean, a guy that's going to have attention to detail and do whatever it takes to get better and do whatever it takes to win. And and where do you feel like you need to improve in your game the most? I feel like I, should, I, I need more improvement in the things that I haven't done. Um, playing primarily a lot of man-to-man in college, both at Presbyterian and at Temple, I need to play, get more comfortable playing. I, mean, I, I feel like I, I'm a good zone corner, but I just haven't done it in the game. Like, that's just not something we've done in, in either of the two schemes that i played in. So I feel like playing more zone, getting more reps playing zone, and then getting more reps of playing off man. Yeah, that's something, and and I'll tell you, for for me specifically, I'm I'm a big fan. That's why I'm actually doing your draft profiles because I'm a big fan of you. 
especially a fit that I think you would have in Todd Bowles' system with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because one of the knocks is they don't know if, if you're going to be really good at zone. Well, the great thing about a, a Todd Bowles defense is he's not going to ask you to play a whole lot of zone. Yes, sir. But in the yes, moments sir. where he will ask you, you can you can do that successfully. Yes, sir. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. And then, uh, so one other knock that I've seen just from a couple of the other scouting reports out there, uh, if, if you even want to call it that, is hand fighting at the line. They say you're not very physical at the line with your hands. Uh, you make up for it with with pretty good uh, mirroring and good foot footwork. But... Are you working on getting better in your hands? Is it just something that you don't feel like uh, blends into your game? No, it's definitely because I'm, I'm working to get better at uh, I feel like, at, at, see, playing in college at, at Temple and at Presbyterian, you could win a lot. You could, you could dominate guys just by using your feet and just being able to mirror receive the line of scrimmage. But I feel mm-hmm. like at the next level, I, well, I know it's at the senior bowl, honestly, going against really good receivers, you have to be able to incorporate hand placement at the line of scrimmage. You have to do a lot of hand fight at the line of scrimmage. And, and, and make guys bubble at the line of script. You can't give guys free releases and just try to play with speed and feet because you, it, it, you'll win sometime like that, but you won't be a dominant player. You, you, you'll, you'll be a 50 50 kind of guy. To be a dominant player, you got to be able to switch it up and you got to be able to use your hands in the line of scrimmage to get guys off of their routes and knock the timing off. Okay. So it's definitely something that you're, you're working on. Um, yes, sir. Definitely. How do you feel about run support? Because cornerbacks, right? That's like the big knock on cornerbacks just in general is is a lot of them don't like to tackle. But you, I mean, you have a wrestling background, right? So how do you feel about, how do you feel wrestling helps your tackling? And how do you feel that you are as a tackler as far as defensive backs concerned? I feel like wrestling really helped me as far as my physicality. You know, not being scared to put my face in there and go in there and wrap somebody up and get guys on the ground. And then, like, I love, I love tackling. Especially, you know, when you play those zones where, you're sitting, you're, you're in run support, you know, it's really your job to go in and tackle guys. That's really fun. When it's, it's a little bit harder when you're playing, getting ran off, playing man to man, you're down the field 25, 30 yards, and then you got to come back down and try to tackle. That's a little bit tougher because just you're being so far off of, off of the tackle or whatever. But, um, I love tackling. I, I feel like it's a, a strength in my game. I feel like it's something I do better than a lot of people and it's something that I continue to improve on as well. Awesome. So uh, scheme wise, do you do you feel like as a, as a defensive back that you need uh, safety help, or can you be successful in a scheme that really relies on kind of single high coverage, where the corner is kind of on an island for the for at least the initial parts of the route? I feel like I definitely can thrive in a single high safety uh, defense. I feel like I can thrive in, in, in any defense, honestly. Um, but I definitely don't think I need safety help at all. Great, because I know uh, if, if you come to Tampa, I know that's exactly what what uh, their defense is expected to do anyway. We uh, that's that's exactly what we're looking for. Some final, just some some simpler questions, right? That I'm sure you've answered a hundred times, and you're probably sick of answering, but our audience will probably enjoy it. As other defensive backs go, uh, who do you compare yourself most to as far as your game? I feel like, um, for, as far as my game, it's hard to compare myself to any one corner because we have like we all have different body types. You know, we have different amounts of athleticism. Um, we have different arm lifts. We have different, you know, things that we're good at. So it's kind of hard to compare myself to any one corner. But I watch a lot of NFL corners, and like I, I try to take bits and pieces from each of their games. But it's hard to model my, my game out of any one corner. That makes sense. Um, who was the, the toughest receiver you ever had to cover while in college? Uh, mm. Probably you mean during the season? Yeah. Yeah, pro- probably Anthony Johnson from Buffalo. He's a really good receiver, really good ball skills. Um, and, and he and that quarterback Tyree Jackson really gave him a lot of opportunities to, to, to go make plays on the ball. So watching him on film, I knew I really had to bring it that game or he was going to catch a lot of balls. Okay, okay. So if, if the Buccaneers were to draft you, right, you're coming to the NFC South, which is one of the most 
uh, one probably one of the most high have, which is a division that probably has the most firepower in it, right? So you're talking about receivers like Michael Thomas. You're talking about guys like Julio Jones, obviously, and even Calvin Ridley, who's, who's starting to come up. Out of those three guys, which one? If you had to pick one, like you're the guy that I really want to hang my hat on as an NFL corner. Which one of those guys is it? Uh, probably Julio Jones. What is it about Julio? Um, his game. I feel like he has a complete game. Um, he, he has been very gifted as far as like God given ability. I mean, he extremely fast, um, extremely explosive. It, it, it's rare to see guys that fast, but also that quick. You know, it's like you either you're a guy that's a long stride you can get going, or you're a guy that you know you're quick. But he has both. I feel like he runs really good routes and he's really strong. Great ball skills. I feel like he's like a great overall receiver. Yeah, I think he's I think he's proven to be exactly that during his career. Where do you see yourself? Well, I don't even want to say it that way. So looking throughout the whole thing, right? The draft is especially in, in projections or anything, it's such a fickle business. Um, I've seen guys have you projected in the first round. I've seen guys have you projected on day two. Where do you see yourself going? Or it, does it even matter to you as long as you just get your foot onto the field with a, with a franchise and, and show them what you can do from there? Honestly, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I just want the opportunity. You know, I just want the opportunity to get a chance to to, to showcase my talent and make an NFL roster. And 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 I just like, honestly, it doesn't matter where I get drafted. As long as I get an opportunity, I just want the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I figured as much. And so usually, Rock, this is the the point of our interview process where James he's got like a like a rapid fire segment of, of questions he likes to ask guys. Just trying to let let. Let our audience get to know the person more than just the football player. Uh, however, he's not here, obviously, so I don't I don't have the the rapid fire skills that he has. But I do want to ask the one question he asks everybody. Scenario is you've been sentenced to death, and today's the day that they're going to carry out your sentence. What is your last meal? So, what's your your last meal? Your entree, uh, your beverage, and a dessert? Uh, my entree probably uh, like what I get every time I go somewhere. Probably grilled chicken. Um, grilled chicken probably with rice and gravy. Uh, and my dessert, uh, probably, probably pecan pie for my dessert. Nice. And what's your what's your drink of choice? Uh, I'm a, I'm a water guy. Like I, okay. I rarely drink anything besides water. So probably water. Yeah, that's fair. You know, uh, Buccaneers receiver Chris Godwin, uh, his first time on the show. That's the exact same thing he said. So, uh, that's great. Uh, there you go. You have a teammate there, at least. If you if you end up in Tampa, you have a teammate. You guys can enjoy a glass of water at hopefully a Super Bowl winning dinner, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, Rock. Well, that's all I have for you tonight. Uh, again, I greatly appreciate you joining uh, joining me. I know that our listeners are going to love hearing from you, and and you have a lot of fans within Bucks Nation uh, that would love to see you wearing a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform next year. Thanks, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Uh, before I let you go, though, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Where do you do all your your social media work? Uh, at uh, Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram is at rock r o c k underscore one five two, and my Twitter is also at rock r o c k underscore one five two. Fantastic. Thank you again so much, Rock. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. It was a lot of fun to have uh, with Rock, and I really have a lot of a lot of high hopes for him entering the NFL. Hopefully he's going to be doing all that in a Buccaneers uniform. But we'll have to see as the NFL draft uh, grows nearer and nearer. As always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. Follow James on Twitter as well at JYarko underscore Bucks. Follow the show at LockedOnBucks. And follow Bucks Nation at Bucks underscore Bucks. Nation, find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. 
And as always, have a great day. Thank you all so much for joining us here at Locked On Bucks. If you smell what the rock is cooking.